0: Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon.
1: Folks, we've been talking about a cage that a lot of us at some point or even now may find ourselves in. And really this uh, wooden box up here represents the cage of unforgiveness. And we've been talking about that over the last few weeks. And the reality is, is for a lot of us, we're in that cage. Because somebody or somebodies have done us wrong. Somebody has hurt us. And, you know, the reality is, is like, I'm I'm 45 years old. I'm going to be 46 next year. And as I'm getting older, the list gets bigger. You know what I'm talking about? Those of you who are older, those of you who are young like me, the list gets bigger. When you're younger, you don't realize it. But when you get older, the amount of stuff that happens in your life, the amount of things that people do to you, it gets longer, doesn't it? People hurt you. People do wrong to you now, and then there's, and there's different types of people. There are people who, number one, are aware that they're doing wrong to you, and then these are the ones that irritate you, are the ones that hurt you, and they don't even know they hurt you. And you want to like slap them upside the head and say, "Hey, don't you realize what you're doing to me?" And they don't see it. And the problem is, is that we find ourselves in this cage of unforgiveness. We're hurting. And what we've talked about, especially in the first week, is is that we look for somebody to get us out of the cage. Now the problem is is the only person who can get you out of the cage is you. It's not the person who hurts you. They may not even be alive anymore. you hear what I said? It may be that the person who hurts you is now dead. So does that mean you're forever going to be inside this cage? See, the key to getting you out of here is forgiveness and it's you forgiving. It's you expressing that, that feeling, that that sense that I have to forgive that person of what they've done to me. Now, immediately some of you are going to think, well, you know, does that just wash it away? Does that condone what they've done? Does that pardon them? Is that like kind of sweeping it under the carpet? I got hurt! No, no, you don't understand. That's not what forgiveness is. I mean, those are definitions that of forgiveness that are out there. Here's one that's a lie. Forgiveness is forgetting. You can't forget, you're constantly reminded of it. But here's what forgiveness is the biblical definition of forgiveness. Forgiveness is releasing yourself from the offense and placing it in the hands of God who will ultimately set all things right. Did you hear what I said? Forgiveness is releasing you from the offense and placing it in the hands of God who will ultimately set all things right. That's what forgiveness is. It's not condoning. It's not pardoning. It's not forgetting. It's saying, God, you're going to take care of this. I'm going to let myself out of the cage. And the reason why we can do it is because Jesus Christ forgave us when He died on the cross. And so He gives us the key to unlock the door to let us out. Now he's saying, George, all right, I hear you. But here's the problem. I've been doing that. I've forgiven, but the next day, the next moment, I'm still remembering and the pain is still real. Here's what you gotta understand. You may want to write this down. Forgiveness is a process. It's not a one time event. Write that down. Forgiveness is a process, not a one time event. See, we like to think in terms of things as being a one-time event. But it's not. Forgiveness is a process. Sometimes, can I be honest with you folks, forgiveness is a long-term process where you are working through coming to the place of letting it go and giving it to God. Do you understand? And so sometimes you may have to forgive that person one time that day, but sometimes you may have to forgive them a thousand times that day. Do you understand what I'm saying? All of it has to do with the issue of forgiveness, is releasing yourself from the cage. Releasing yourself from that prison of unforgiveness. And you say, now how long does that go on? Do you mean I have to live in this state of forgiveness the rest of my life? Yes, you do. But there comes a point, and that's what we're going to talk about today, where you'll be able to move beyond the prison. There'll come a point when you'll be able to move beyond the prison. So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to go back to the life of Joseph. Remember Joseph? That's who we start off with. I mean, you can't think of anybody who didn't have more stuff done to him, sold into slavery, accused of rape, thrown in a dungeon, all because of what? Jealous brothers. Jealous brothers. And if there was ever anybody who had a reason to seek vengeance, to be unforgiving, it was who? Joseph. But what we're going to see today is that Joseph is able to move Beyond the prison. So I want you to notice with me here in Genesis chapter 50. We're going to look at a few verses here. We're going to look at verses 15 through 21. Notice with me what he says. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, Perhaps Joseph will hate us and may actually repay us for all the evil which we did to him. So they sent messengers to Joseph saying, Before your father died, he commanded us, saying, Thus you shall say to Joseph, I beg you, please forgive the trespass of your brothers and their sin, for they did evil to you. Now please forgive the trespass of the servants of God, the God of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Then his brothers also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we are your servants. Now here's what Joseph said. Listen to this. Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant it for evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people. Now therefore, do not be afraid, and I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Here's what we're going to do, folks. We're going to take these verses. We're going to see... First of all, the reaction of the brothers, and they're scared. And let's be honest, they got every right to be scared, don't they? I mean, the only reason why they're thinking they're still alive is because Daddy was alive and Daddy's dead now. And so Joseph can do whatever, so they're panicking. So we're going to see what the reaction of the brothers are. And then we're going to see what the freedom of forgiveness is. We're going to see the freedom that you and I can have as we move beyond the prison. So let's look, first of all, the reaction of the brothers. Here's the number one. They lived in fear. They lived in fear. And like I said, they're rightly so. I mean, you think about it. If you did this wrong, if you sold your brother into slavery for 30 pieces of silver, which, um, let's see, I don't know what silver is going for right now, but it's going pretty good, I guess. It's up, whatever. It's a lot of money. And you sold him into slavery, and... You just kind of like lied about it, told your dad that, well, he got killed by an animal. Here's his coat, bloodied up. And then you just exist for the next 20 years without ever knowing that he's even there. And then in the meantime, your brother's in Egypt. He's now a slave, basically now is accused of, what, raping the master's wife, ends up in a dungeon for a long period of time, is forgotten there, And he goes through all of that and he's separated from family. And then, as fate would have it, you guys cross paths again and he welcomes you into his home and you realize, you know what? It's because of dad. As long as dad's here, we're okay. But now dad's dead. They're afraid. And they know why. Look look with me. Look at what it says here. Look at verse 15. Perhaps Joseph will hate us and may actually repay us for all the evil that we did to him. They know exactly why. They did him wrong. So they lived in fear. Now here's the other thing I want you to see about it. They could not grasp forgiveness. Remember, Joseph had already forgiven them. When Joseph revealed himself to his brothers, he had forgiven them for what they had done. But here they are years later, and they cannot grasp it. It's like, What do you mean He forgives us? We did this to Him. They couldn't grasp it. But I want you to see now, there they are, they're in front of Joseph, they're throwing themselves on the floor and saying, we're your slaves. That's what that word servant there is. They're saying, we're your slaves. But I want you to see now the reaction of Joseph because the reaction of Joseph tells us what it is to move beyond the cage. The reaction of Joseph to what was done to him And to the the attitude of his brothers tells us what it is for you and I to finally walk away from the cage. So I want you to notice, the first thing he does is he tells them this. Look with me, verse 19. Do not be afraid, for am I in the place of God? Here's what I want you to see. The first thing, it's a refusal to act as God. You want to know the first thing that's got to take place if you're going to move beyond this cage if you're going to finally deal with the issue of unforgiveness, if you're going to finally release yourself from the offense that's taking place, you have got to give up your right, listen to me, to act like God. You've got to give it up. You say, what do you mean my right to act like God? Well, here's what we do. Because somebody does us wrong, we feel that we have a right to what? Retribution. Vengeance. We feel that we have a right to To make whoever it is that hurt us, listen to me, to make them what? Pay. That's exactly right. And if the opportunity ever arises, and we wait for it, don't we? If the opportunity ever arises for us to pay them back, what? We will. In fact, we say things like this. I don't get mad, I get even. And we look for payback time. Now what happens is, is that here it is, Joseph's in the perfect place. I mean, think about it. If he could ever pay them back, he can. Why? Because he's the number two dude in town. At his command, people get thrown in dungeons. At his command, people are killed. There's only one other dude higher than him, and that's Pharaoh. And believe me, he knows he has the power. But I want you to see what he's doing here. He's saying, number one, I'm refusing to act like God. I give up my right to retribution. See, when you come to the place of realizing that, number one, you give up your right, and that ultimately God is the one who's going to take care of it, you refuse to act like God. Here's the other thing he does it has renounced the right to vengeance. See, when you give up your right to act of God, we already talked about that, you're giving up your right to vengeance. You're giving up your right for payback. And see, God will do this to you. Can I be honest with you? Life is full of tests. Now, I've seen this happen. God will bring the people who hurt you in your presence again. Isn't it interesting, isn't it? God will bring them by. And then you're faced with a decision. And the decision you sometimes have to make is, am I going to take advantage of this opportunity and get even with what they did? Or am I going to let it go? That's the way life is, isn't it? And because sometimes the people that hurt you, guess what they're showing up for? Help. And immediately all of those emotions are welling up inside of you. Why are you coming to see me? Don't you remember what you did to me? And I've got help for you. But here's the thing. When you move beyond the prison, when you leave behind the prison, you renounce vengeance. In fact, I, you know this thought has been going through my mind. I'm going to get shared with you now because I think this is the appropriate time. Can I tell you what unforgiveness is? When we live in the cage of unforgiveness. Here's what unforgiveness is. You may want to write this down. Unforgiveness is a continuation of the offense. Did you hear what I said? Unforgiveness is a continuation of the offense. See, what happens is is when I'm in unforgiveness, the offense continues to live. The offense continues to hurt me. The offense continues to wreak havoc in my life. The offense continues. And for some of you, you've been living in the offense for 20 years. Some of you longer. For some of you, it's been two weeks or days. But what happens is, is when you are in that offense of unforgiveness, you're just continuing to have the hurt happen in your life. And you know what? You're willingly letting it happen. That's the problem. Did you hear what I said? You're willingly letting it happen. But you've got to make that choice. Are you going to live there? Or are you going to walk away? See, Joseph chose to walk away. He decided he wasn't going to act like God anymore and he renounced his right to vengeance. Why could he do that? I want you to notice with me. Look with me at verse 20. But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. Here's what the freedom is. The freedom of forgiveness, it understands the evil that has been done, first of all. It understands... That evil has been done. You know, when you walk away from the prison, it's not like you're saying, Well, I guess that really wasn't nothing. Oh, yeah, it hurt, but it's okay. No, you're not I mean, you're not condoning it, you're not forgetting it, it's not excusing it away. You were hurt. Evil was done, it was wrong. Don't let anybody try to excuse it away. And sometimes family will do that, won't they? Oh, they didn't really mean that. Yeah, they did. Well, that really didn't hurt. How do you know? And then here's this one. Just suck it up. Well, why don't you get your heart driven over by a truck several times and then you suck it up? No, no, it recognizes, it understands that evil has been done. But here's the point. Here's what Joseph is doing. Here's the next point I want you to see. It sees the hurt from the perspective of God. See, this is how Joseph walked out of there. Evil was done to him, but he recognized that God took what somebody else did to him And used it ultimately for the good of others. This is what's going on. So you can walk away from it. You know, in the first message I shared with you, this is my second church. And when I I went to my first church, which was back in 1995, so was 16 years ago, I went there with the assumption that I was going to be there the rest of my life. I was going to pastor that church the rest of my life. I mean, I was I was 30 years old. And I thought, this is it, Lord. We're going to be here the rest of our lives. And that is not how it turned out. And what happened in the last part of that, that four years there is that there were these individuals who involved themselves into a, to a church issue and we ended up having to leave. And And I'll be honest with you, when we left, we came back to Pennsylvania. I didn't have another church to go to at the time, so I had to get a job. So I worked in the Christmas tree fields. I love that kind of work. And then when the Christmas tree harvest season's over with, i got to look for another job. So I'm looking around for work. Lori's helping me. I didn't want her to, but she's helping me. Because I'm in depression. And I go to work at a, at a plant. I won't say what they did, but... It was a twelve hour shift. And even though they said you had a break and a lunch, you didn't. So I'm on the line for twelve hours and and it's loud, so I got earplugs in. Can't hear anybody else. It's loud in the plant. And so there I am, twelve hours. Guess what I'm thinking about for twelve hours? The dudes and what they did to us. And so I struggled. And I and it was really revealed to me. Remember, it was revealed A year later when I went to that funeral, I just started pastoring here, I went to that funeral, and and there's one of those guys, a pastor, and I realized that I was in that cage. And then that started the process of me forgiving. It wasn't until just recently here that I could actually say that I'm like Joseph, and that I'm able to walk away from the cage. In fact, it was just a couple weeks ago, I was in Canada, had to go to a some board meetings on a board that I am on. It happens to be in the town just 12 kilometers, eight miles away from where I used to pastor. And so because I was there, one of the couples in our church that I used to pastor wanted to meet with me. And I hadn't met with them in years. Because I don't like going back there. Because when you go back there, you're reminded about what, folks? Pain. So I said, okay, I'll meet you where my second office used to be, which was Tim Horton's, the donut shop. And so they show up, and they said, oh, by the way, we invited another couple from the church. Is that okay? Yes, it's okay, because I love both of them very dearly, and they love Lori and I very dearly. And so for an hour, before I had to go to my board meetings, I got to meet with this couple, these two, two older couples from the first church I pastored. And they talked about how much they miss Lori and I. They want to know everything about our kids, and what are we doing now, and everything. And so when we we finished that meeting, I got into the vehicle and I drove into the the city. It's a city. It's 120,000 where the meeting was held. And I was thinking about here and I was thinking about there. And I had a Genesis 50 moment. And at that moment, I was able to walk out of the cage because I realized something. That if we had not gone through what we went through, in the year of 1999, if I didn't have to pack up my kids, Maddie and Foss at that time, Maddie was, was three and Foss was two, and head back to PA not knowing what life was like going to be, I never would have come here. And I would never see what God's doing far greater than what He ever did before in the other place. See, they meant it for Evil. God meant it for good. Did you see what I'm saying? See, here's the thing somebody did you wrong, somebody hurt you, and they were wrong in what they did, and they did it for evil. But you've got to come to the place of saying, Okay, God, you're in control. What are you going to use it for in my life? I want to walk away from the cage. I want to walk away from the unforgiveness. I want to live in you, knowing you're going to set that right. And folks, listen, I already know this. One day, He's going to set it right. But I also know that He took the pain and made it into something different. See, He can take the pain in your life and make it into something different. Do you understand what I'm saying? He can take the pain in your life and make it into something different. See, it sees the hurt from the perspective of God. And you know what? I love those folks back there in Canada. I don't ever want to go through that again. But I'm glad I'm here. You understand what I'm saying? And here's the thing. You don't want to go through the junk that you went through. If you see it from the perspective of God, He can take that and make it into something completely different. That's leaving the prison behind. And so here's what happens. It's able to love the offender. This is moving beyond the prison, isn't it? Because right now some of you, you hate what that person did to you. You want them, let's be honest, you want them dead. The key components of moving beyond the prison, listen to me, is being able to walk away and say, you know what? You hurt me, but I still love you. And that's what he did. Because look what he says there. Now, therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. He was able to move beyond the prison. You say, okay, George, how do we, how do we apply this to our lives? Well, I just got two thoughts today. Here's the first one. Are you enslaved to the offense? You say, well, George, you you don't know what was done to me. Yes, you're right, I don't know. And I'm sure it was painful. And I'm not saying that to downplay it. Because no one will understand the depths of the pain except you. Does everybody understand that? What happened to you was real and it was painful and it hurt. And nobody will understand it except you and God. But my question is, are you enslaved to it? What do you mean are you enslaved to it? Remember what I said. When we are in the prison of unforgiveness, when we are not forgiving, the offense continues. It continues to have a hold of us. It continues to inflict the pain. You are continued to be what enslaved to it. Do you understand what I'm saying? It eats your lunch. It saps energy out of you. Oh yeah, there are days when you think you can function, but there are days when it just rips your heart out. So are you enslaved? You know, the first key thing for us to get out of here is to say, yeah, I'm enslaved. I'm still living there. I'm still going through the pain. I'm still going through the hurt. And nobody understands. And folks, nobody will understand. Nobody will understand. Except one. Jesus. So are you here and are you enslaved? You've got to be honest with yourself. Here's the second thing. Ask God to bring you to complete forgiveness. Forgiveness. Go to him and say, God, I want out of here. I don't want to live with this anymore. Lord, I know I need to forgive, but let's be honest, I can't. You're right, you can't. But you go to him and you say, God, forgive through me. Give me this to forgive, give me the ability to forgive. bring me to the place of complete forgiveness where I can just leave this thing behind. Some of you need to go to God and, and tell him, you don't like living here. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's time to walk away. It's time to have him give you, bring you to the place of completely forgiving and leaving it in his hands. Remember what I said forgiveness was. Forgiveness is not condoning. Forgiveness is not pardoning. Forgiveness is coming to the place where you release yourself from the offense and you put it in the hands of God knowing that he's going to set it right. Do you understand? And folks, one day he will. You know, I have to go, to be honest with you, because I'm on that board, I have to end up going back to that area once a year. And one of the things that happened is when I drive on that highway in Ontario, north to where that city is, I keep having the same thought go through my mind. As I read the signs telling the town that I used to pastor in, I keep thinking the same things over and over in my mind. Does anybody care what happened to us? Does, any, does it really matter? Does anybody care? That's all part of the prison. And you know what the answer is? No! And then I have to have said it, Lord. But you do. And you'll set it right. That's where my hope is. That's how I'm able to walk out of the prison. And Lord, look what you're doing now because you brought me through that hard time. Ask God to bring you to complete forgiveness.
0: Thank you for being with us this morning, and we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web